It's not just good conversation, it's your voice on the weekends. Weekends with Kenny Rahmeyer on News Radio KLBJ. A, a narrow-minded right-winger looking for problems that don't exist. It's supposed to be other people talking, not you blah, blah, blahing on and on. Come on, talk to me. What's going on? Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. Thanks for being with us on the weekends here on News Radio KLBJ. I'm Kenny Rahmeyer. What a special afternoon it is. First off, just a ton of news, a ton of news. To talk about and and here to do that with me today i've been wanting to introduce this guy in this manner <laughs> ever since we ever started doing radio together oh no stand by for this Ladies and gentlemen, what a treat to have the top-rated former co-host of KLBJ's morning show, Don Pryor. Oh, come on. That, that, that was, uh, you're supposed to be introducing Don Rickles. <laughs> that was Don Rickles' walkout. And I'm supposed to be Carson. Johnny Carson, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Now, most of the people don't even know who we're talking about right now. Probably not, but that was, that's, uh, that's their loss. That was some fun back in the day. And good to have you here, Don. Good to see you, Kenny. You look good. Look dusting off the uh, Dusting off the headphones here for a one-hour out of retirement. The don't, cans, as it were. Don't get yeah. excited, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, just a just a pause in his retirement routine. Uh, I'll go home, go right to bed. There you go. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. What, a, as I said, a tremendous amount of news going on today. Let's start with this. Supreme Court announced today that they're going to issue at least one decision tomorrow. And everybody thinks it's going to be that ruling on whether Trump is eligible to stay on Colorado's primary ballot. Of course, Super Tuesday is Tuesday, and Colorado is one of those 15 states. That's why everybody's thinking tomorrow's opinion is is going to relate to not only whether you can be on the Colorado ballot, but this would apply also to the states of Maine and Illinois, who've also tried to keep him off of their ballots. And so this is supposed to be posted Uh, Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The justices not scheduled to return to the courtroom until March 15th. So there's no uh, ruling uh, from them per se of of sitting on the bench and talking about it. It's just we're going to hear something tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock our time. Do you think Donald Trump cares at this point? (laughs) As much momentum as he has. Exactly. With that kind of lead. Going to get to some poll numbers here shortly. He is uh, riding a wave right now, but I, I guess it'll be the uh, it'll be the ruling of the century if they come back and say no, you, you can keep him off Colorado. Because how many states then would jump on board that one? Right? Yeah, I mean that's the more. I, I don't know how important this is to Donald Trump anymore, but I, I, I got to tell you what a horrible precedent this would set, and mm. what and ultimately a disaster no for doubt. the future of voting in this country. No doubt. So that is uh, one of the big stories that we're tracking for you this weekend here on KLBJ is uh, always we'll be on top of that 
here tomorrow morning on News Radio KLBJ. A lot of local news to get to this afternoon. In addition to, I'll tell you, Don, you take a look at virtually any poll numbers, and they've all got them out there, the big media establishments this weekend. Wall Street Journal, CBS News, Fox News, New York Times. There is virtually no good news for President Biden in almost any of them, and almost all of them have darn good news for Trump. Any direction you look. Heck, Kenny, I was watching. Did you see Saturday Night Live last night? I did, yeah. Their cold opening uh, was even... Uh, go, coming down on on uh, on Biden as es- far as his age goes, essentially mocking the the age of President Biden. It, it was, was weak. A, the The cast, yeah, it was pretty lame. But it yeah. was the cast was pretending to be a lot of Biden's cabinet members and inner circle and that, and they were joking about how he's off camera. Uh, you know, when he's behind closed doors, he's running circles around him, right? I mean, it was laughable. Yeah. And the audience wouldn't, you know, I mean, they were going along because they realized what a spoof it was and, and, Again, and yet how ridiculous it sounds to, well, to hear it, this old guy. It was very telling because uh, Saturday Night Live historically is always going to lean a little bit left and, and they're sure. going to sneak in a, a jab uh, for, for the right wherever they possibly can. And man, it just wasn't there. Bill Maher's uh, program on HBO Friday night, he was blasting Biden's old age. Here's a little bit of that. Must embrace them. Stop with the I'm sharper than ever. Nobody's buying that. (laughs) Don't try to deny the age thing. Lean into it. Lean in. Lean in like you're eating soup. Just admit it. Say, yes, I'm bad with names, and I walk like a toddler with a full diaper. <laughs> I'm tell you, that's, there's Saturday Night Live, and there's Bill Maher's HBO show. Now, it's probably pretty safe that Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyer, they're probably not going to go there. Hell no. Never. Because... Not they're those just guys. not Colbert. They're just not going to. No, especially but, Kimmel. He, he's just not capable. But when it's happening on Saturday Night Live, when it's happening on Mars show, and we're still eight, nine months away, I mean, it's not going to get any better. No. Call it now. Good Lord, man. Save us all some <laughs> Trump would like misery to and, get a load of some of these poll numbers. So we'll get to that in just a moment. As always, you can join us, 512-836-0590. Give us a call or send us a text here. On KLBJ, I mentioned a lot of local news. Donna, you're probably thinking you're in a time warp, right? I'm going to rattle off just some of the headlines here, and you're going to say, really, what's changed in the last, how long you've been gone? Six, eight months, 10 no, years? No, it's it almost been? a year, Kenny. Okay, Can you believe almost. It? Time goes by. Yeah, yeah, almost a year. Austin Fire Department had to put out a large fire in the woods behind the Barton Creek Greenbelt yesterday afternoon. This <sighs> from KVU. I'm sure. The fire department just... said firefighters were, quote, deep in the woods working to extinguish the fire. It was burning at an encampment. Nobody mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. Put out before 430 or so. So, gee, nothing, what happened? Nothing official about it being a homeless encampment. Oh, but come on. We, we know. We know the drill now. from Don Pryor is that's exactly what's going on exactly. there. Exactly. So, what's it been coming up on? Uh, two years or so since uh, the Austin voters told the city council we wanted to go back to the prohibition on where the homeless can sleep and camp and everything else. They, they've ignored the will of the people now for going on two years. Man, I tell on you, that one. I was in Houston last weekend, seeing some family down there, and uh, 
the way they handled their homeless situation in Houston, mm-hmm. I don't know the numbers compared to Austin, but you you know bound Houston, to be comparable, right? It's got to be probably comparable, yeah. But but the difference is they do this thing in Houston. It's very simple. You can't be here. You need to move. You can't camp here. You need to move along. You yeah, can't right. be here. Mm-hmm. It's not okay for you to be here. And they don't. They pull no punches with that. And and I literally saw one, what appeared to be one homeless person the whole weekend I was there wow. in a city like Houston. Hmm. Very telling. So uh, one of these, they call them a car meetup, car rally, whatever, right? Late last night in Northeast Austin, this off 183 and West Palmer Lane. Again, KVU is reporting. Police say they received calls from people driving recklessly in the parking lot there at the AMC Dine-In Tech Ridge 10 Theater and shooting off fireworks. Police said they couldn't confirm if anybody was arrested. Uh, these are these uh, street takeovers, oh, yeah. right? These were going on when you were still on air, right? Around, yeah, I was around still town. on the air when the Barton Spr- the uh, Barton Springs Road and Lamar uh, incident happened yeah. down there, which I took personally. I for that <laughs> g- growing up, I Barton Springs Road was how you had to go Barton Springs Road to get everywhere. Yeah. There was no Loop 360. There was no Mopac. You had to go to Barton Springs Road to get to Lamar, which was our north-south travel uh, for the most part, other than 35. I kind of took it personally. It, it, to me, that's that's uh, sacred ground. Understand. And, and it's like, you folks, you it, what? This is going on here? So there were a couple of laws passed, uh, penalties for anybody caught participating in this kind of stuff. This was last year. Um Impounding the cars, for example, or uh, I guess getting to arrest if, if if they get caught and put. But apparently, none of that's happened here. What is the what is the the payoff that they get from doing that? What what what's the the rush? Cutting what? donuts, shooting off fireworks, and that. I, Don't know. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was in New York City, and this went viral. Right? Remember those kids that were hanging out. Uh, the windows, yeah, and and one of these things, and a few, two or three of them got killed. Absolutely, that's, that thing turned over. I think the car turned over. That's so. part of the deal. Apparently, somebody's got to be hanging out the window, and you got to have fireworks. Not good under any circumstance. Not a good way to have fun if it's no. uh, life threatening in that situation. Just another smooth running weekend. West Campus uh, KXN reports a body was found in West Campus this morning. Call came in right after ten. One adult was found dead. At the scene. Mm, no more mm, details. Mm. Investigations ongoing on that one. Mm-hmm. And the Williamson County Sheriff. Sad news here. This from Fox 7. 17-year-old boy in Liberty Hill. Dead. His family believed that he was taking Percocet. Another fentanyl-related yeah. death. Yeah. Sadly. And here in Not Central that Texas. Not taking Percocet would have been okay, but... And just uh, this is another sad story. I mean, maybe this is a happy ending for the the former Lake Travis football player. Remember this story? This was when, this was last October, and Lake Travis said that some high school football players stuffed peanuts into their teammates' locker room, or into the locker, and his gear in that, knowing that he had life-threatening peanut allergies. The players, wow. according to KVU, received minimal punishment. So the news is... This kid is now transferred to Vandergriff for safety reasons. Yeah, yeah. According to the statesman. Well, hell, it could have killed him. 
Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I used to make fun of, uh, uh, on this station, I used to make fun of peanut allergies a lot. Just, uh, I don't know where peanut allergies were growing up. They were non-existent. They did. They weren't days, there. Right. Uh, however, they are here. It is real. And uh, they, could that be looked at as attempted murder? Uh, Based on my recollection of these kids got off almost scot-free. Yeah. And given the circumstances, given what could have happened, and now this kid's the I don't blame him for getting the heck out of there, but think of that. He's the one who was uh, the victim in all of this, and he's the one having to leave, you know, the school. It just... um, And the kids that did it had no idea what the result was going to be from that. It wasn't going to be good, but... Could Apparently they were prepared. Worse. They were prepared for any result. Kids whether lucky be, to be alive at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five one two eight three six zero five nine. The phone number is the very mm, same. Mm. Don, how about that? Very same 512-836-059. phone number. 512-836-059. You know, you can text us to the same number. You certainly can. When we come right back, we're going to talk uh, not only about some local election news, but uh, certainly some some big national news between Biden and Trump. Super Tuesday coming up, and we're glad to have you with us here on KLBJ. A little genesis to bring us back there, Don Pryor. How about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Love those guys. And everybody's saying, Don Pryor. Don Pryor's back on a Sunday afternoon? Yep. Don't get excited. This is a temporary bit. You're just uh, passing through, as they say. You asked, and I said yes. Good to have you here on KLBJ, along with Kenny Rawmeyer, live and local for you this afternoon. So some early voting totals, such as they are from KXAN, after 10 days of early voting, um, statewide about a 10% turnout, 7% have been Republican, 3% have been Democrat. Here locally, Travis County, 50,000 plus have voted uh, early. And mm-hmm. It's over now, right? Cause right. It's Tuesday, so turnout in the Republican primary about on par with the last presidential primary. Apparently, Democrat turnout slightly lower. Um, as I said, Republican <laughs> turnout about six percent, Democrat turnout about three percent. Uh, turnout locally, apparently lowest in in Travis County, we're around six seven percent somewhere in that range. And then interesting to you that the the Democrats uh, Democrat turnout has been lower, or, or is there well, just statewide, kind of statewide? You know, is that well? Yeah, I mean we are a red state. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So but here in Austin, though, and here locally, really the the DA's race, of course, is uh, is a big one on the primary side. And KXAN reports a sizable number of Travis County Republicans have been voting in the Democrat primary. On this one, this is some analysis about 31,000 early votes in Travis County through last Wednesday. 15% of voters in that primary have some history of voting in Republican primaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 4% have voted exclusively in Republican primaries over that same period. So clearly, some Republicans trying to get rid of the incumbent DA Garza. Uh, absolutely. Uh, he's got to go. There's, you know, it, it, we know why. Uh, the city is less safe because of him. That's a very simple way to put it. It is less safe to live in Austin because of Jose Garza. Uh, and um, it, it, uh, 
it it will it be enough? It, I guess that's the question. Yeah, will right? it be enough? Well, and, and if, if if somehow Garza is reelected, what that says about Austin, sure. what what that means for Austin, and says about Austin, is loud and clear. I'll tell you, it kind of makes me wonder if if he stays in. I don't know if there's any hope for this city because I thought this might be one of those pivotal elections that if enough Republicans and if enough Democrats, Independents, whatever said, okay, no more of this guy. Yeah. Maybe there's hope for this city. Right. If he stays in, I, I'm. I, it, it may be a total lost cause across the board. I think it is a grim, grim message if that happens. Sad but true. And and no justifiable, no good justifiable reason for it. But I guess it depends on what in your, defi- what's, what's your estimation of, uh, or your definition of good. Depends on what... What good is you mentioned coming in the uh, police association president Michael Bullock is making a little news on Fox. You said it was right there. Uh, he was essentially saying that given the situation with the police force and 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 how far we are down on headcount, yeah, and so forth. And he he uh, invoked D.A. Garza's name and said, you know, what a sad state the city is in. Uh, he said, "We're uh, we're about to go off a cliff uh, at the brink of disaster," yeah. as he puts it. Uh, as police shortages hit crisis level, God help us. And they were talking about, yeah, I mean, the, the quote is, "God help us all," uh, as well. Um, uh, you know, it, it. We we heard about that particular sector in Austin that went what two almost two and a half hours without any police. Yeah, coverage back in uh, whatsoever. Austin, I think early mid February yeah. somewhere. And a lot can happen in two and a half hours. No so, doubt. Yeah. And, and so that's <clears throat> it's going to be real interesting to see how this one plays out. Silestine, a guy, uh, his contender the, for the DA's office, a lot of ads, man. The guy seems to have got it, some signs out. I, he's got some advertising. That that's, uh, that's, a, that's a Democrat that I would vote for <laughs> in, in this case. Whatever it takes. 512-836-0590. Hillary like Clinton. To. If it's Hillary Clinton, I would vote for Yikes. her for DA Look out. at this point. Look out. She should consider that. So uh, we're, we're going to get to some national news here, a little presidential politics. <clears throat> Trump swept three events yesterday. This was uh, Michigan, Missouri caucuses, Idaho caucuses. Pretty much ran the table there. And so his delegate count... I think he's somewhere in the 240s or 270s, I don't know, somewhere in that range. And Nikki Haley's about 24, 27, whatever, something like that. So she's so far behind, you can't hardly imagine. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, Don, these big media polls, we'll get into more details as we go along here. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Fox News, CBS, all of this before Super Tuesday and just a ton of bad news for Biden. CBS, let's just take that one as an example. Some uh, good news for Trump. First off, Trump leads Biden 52%, 48%. He leads in almost all of them in head-to-head matchups. Yeah, yeah. Um, Biggest lead CBS has ever recorded since they put Trump v. Biden in this election cycle. Independence, this is huge. CBS finds Trump 57%, Biden 42%. That's a 15-point lead in a key demographic where a lot of the experts say that's where it's going to be won or lost. Right, right. And we still got a long way to go. We do, which is why I don't want to get too wrapped around the axle on these polls at this 
stage. No. Remember when Rick but, Perry did, uh, the the uh, <laughs> wasn't he leading at one point when up, he was yeah, in, in the race? Iowa, there he was. Yeah, yeah. but this kind of lead, uh, I, I I am so surprised that that Biden's family is even letting the guy run. Hey, listen, his I, his own wife should be saying, listen. Instead, I got the story here in the stack. We'll get to it. She's uh, aside from his his dog that's been put out to pasture. Because how many Secret Service agents did did the dog bite? Twenty four, <laughs> like that. She's the new attack dog. That's the headline. As uh, this weekend, Jill Biden was out there slamming Trump. She was at a Women's History Month campaign event. And she was ripping him on uh, how he brags about killing Roe v. Wade, how he's tearing down women, devaluing their existence. He disrespects their accomplishments, brags about assaulting women, and on and on. So you're going to hear and see a whole lot more of the First Lady because you're not going to see as much of the President, let's face it. No, he can't be as effective as she can be at this point. The New York Times says it's the bubble wrap campaign. It was the basement campaign in 2020. It's the bubble wrap campaign for this cycle. Uh, so you're going to see a lot more of, of Jill Biden there. So yeah, independence. Um, unbelievable. 65% of voters think the country's headed in the wrong direction. That's from New York Times polling data there. 72%. Um, yeah, just taking a look. Working class uh, people, uh, Hispanics, uh, African Americans, I mean, he is, he's losing ground. Biden's losing ground just virtually across the board. You know what's unfortunate, though? Amazing. With this kind of momentum, this kind of lead, uh, I think a lot of people might feel like I do, um, that I have such little confidence right now in our, in our voting system mm, mm-hmm. uh, and the security of that. It, it's hard to get too cocky. It, it's like anything could happen. Are you saying with the integrity? With the integrity, with the integrity of, of, of our votes voting. counting, mm. going, our vo- of our votes going in the direction they're supposed to go, right? Uh, so, are it, are you one of those mm. uh, so-called election deniers? Would you say at this point, are you buying that everything was valid in in twenty twenty enough to where I've always felt that way. A, 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 a candidate doesn't pull those kinds of crowds at rallies and appearances and not win. It just I'm not saying anything new here, but yeah, always have been. 512-836-0590 here on KLBJ. We got a lot more we're going to dig into some of these numbers because it is amazing. Latino voters, African-American, as I said, women. It's just amazing how Trump is leading in all these key demographics. So we'll have that and a whole lot more coming up. Special guest, Don Pryor. Oh, wow. That's... And with us on News Radio KLBJ. What that's worth. Hey, thanks for being with us here live and local on Weekends with Kenny Romeyer on News Radio KLBJ. If you're just joining us, I got to do this one more time because mm-hmm. it's the only fitting way <laughs> to introduce our special guest this afternoon on Go the ahead. show. Go ahead. you and Todd didn't uh, change up your your intro music a long time ago when you guys were that's why I left right there show. because he wouldn't incorporate that, that so it? I was I was out well yeah 
missed a big opportunity there. You were talking right before the news break. We were talking presidential politics here, by the way. A slew of new polling data out from CBS News, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Fox News. I don't want to, the ears will glaze over, Donald, if I get into all the details here, but it's virtually not good news across the board for Biden, whether it's the age issue, whether it's immigration, whether it's the economy, whether it's Hispanics, whether it's African-Americans, whether it's independents. Oh, it's all bad yeah. news for Biden. Yeah. And and you were talking about how discouraging the prospects of another Biden-Trump rematch, right? I think right before the news break, you were lamenting that. How discouraging the... the Just the prospects of these two guys running against each other. Oh, yeah. Again. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's grim. <laughs> In the CBS News poll, negative and depressing were the most commonly picked <laughs> descriptions when voters were asked about their expectations of another Biden-Trump campaign. Negative and depressing. Have you seen how much online media uh, are pushing so hard to make Donald Trump be having having uh, cognitive issues? Yeah, and I got a story here of that they, he's, they he's really want this. He substituted Obama's uh, name for Biden's like eight times. He did it again in North Carolina rally yesterday. <laughs> Look, he, he says he took the cognitive test and he aced it, right? Yes. Okay, go ahead and show us that, sir. That would be a big help to all of us, and then you'd really have Biden on the ropes. He won't do that, of course, and that's unfortunate. If he really aced it, show us. And, and Biden should take one. Of course, he said he's not going to. And that's very discouraging. It's only the future of America and the free world that we're banking on here. I don't, I don't uh, fault him for slipping up and saying Obama. I, I, I don't see that as cognitive issues. I mean, well, hell, he is almost 80. But, and most so people that's think gonna Obama's running things behind yeah. the scenes anyway, now, myself did, included, with uh, some of the uh, Obama retreads that Biden has surrounding him. Yeah, it's one thing to, to slip up on the name. It's another thing to not know who Obama is or who Biden is. The latest, then we got trouble. The latest, uh, I mean, here's just a good example of how troubling this is. The president was in the Oval Office right before the weekend and talking about, you've heard the stories, how we are, U.S. is airdropping uh, meals ready to eat into the Gaza Strip, yeah. right? We're, okay. So the president's talking about doing that in the Oval Office. Here's the clip. And you'll notice he doesn't say we're dropping the, the, the stuff into Gaza. He says we're dropping it someplace else. In the coming days, we're going to join with our friends in Jordan and others in providing airdrops of, of uh, additional food and supplies into Ukraine and seek to continue to open up other avenues into Ukraine, including the possibility of a Marine corridor to deliver large amounts of uh, humanitarian assistance. Now, here's what's troubling about that. Number one, he's reading off the note cards. Right. So did the... Advisors just a typo there. Did they get it wrong? Yeah, and who screwed up the here? Boo boo. Or, but if he really had some snap, wouldn't you think he might have caught that real time? Maybe first time. Maybe even the second time that he said it. Nope. One would hope. Just kept right on reading. Yeah, didn't so, even phase him. Uh, if 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 one of his staff members, whoever's writing on the cue cards there, r- screwed up. Uh, you got a big problem there. Either way, sure. it's a it's a big problem on on. Uh, Either side, if he's reading a cue card, 
reading the words and replaces a word, uh, yeah, um, that that's quite concerning. There's course, no doubt. There's no the, doubt. I mean, one of the spokespeople came out afterwards and and said, "Well, he meant Gaza. Let's move on." But yeah, it's just that's a daily occurrence. Mm. Another thing that to me is irritating. And uh, Mark and I talked about this on the Mark and Melinda show early last week, because you're starting to see the narrative, Don. Big feature article in the Washington Post. Paul Krugman, economist in the New York Times, not too long ago, it's early February. Another feature article in the New York Times, now CNBC, the same narrative. Basically, they're saying that immigration is actually helping the economy. So Go on. No, that's it. That's that's the net of it. The uh, all of the uh, immigration, these foreign-born workers taking uh-huh. pressure off the economy, actually making the economy better. Well, now, I, I, is it just the, the simple math of having more people here? They buy more things and they uh, consume more things and there is, put money into the economy. There's certainly some of that, and and some of these people are probably taking jobs that Americans don't want. I, I get all that. However, what's always missing in these stories, whatever economic benefits they say that immigration represents, what about the billions of dollars being spent by the big cities, like Chicago, like Denver, like New York City, all this in the news recently, forking out billions of dollars to pay for the migrants, the newcomers in their cities, straining their already strained welfare budget. We never, right, we never hear the offsets of the of right. the economic benefits That's exactly it but what are we taking away i've got another story here that's very one-sided about the the number this is from the daily mail schools buckle under migrant strain last year's 146,000 child arrivals jacked up costs by two billion dollars mm, classes spilling into the hallways teachers struggling with non-english speakers how do you put how do you put a, a dollar amount on our kids education and, and how what about the kids that are there for good education and the teachers can't keep up and, and your son or daughter? I mean, this makes a big case for private schools, doesn't it? I mean, so I was, uh, on, what about all that? I was on the golf course yesterday. Uh, of course uh, you were. Yes, and a beautiful day to be out there. Sure. And um, I was just, God, I was horrible yesterday. But no, anyway, come uh, on. Um, I, w- one of the holes was right next to an apartment complex, and there were a bunch of kids out playing look like playing basketball in the yeah. parking lot yeah <laughs> not one of those kids was speaking english and mm. there must have been 10 10 kids out there what were you asking mm. for throw me my ball back and they didn't know what you were saying <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I could just hear them they were having a great time out there none of them speaking english not a word and so super tuesday that's coming up and that's uh Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia, all casting ballots on Super Tuesday. Now, Nikki Haley's making a little news here this weekend, as best she can. She is saying that she's going to stay in the race as long as she's competitive. If 70% of Americans say they don't want Donald Trump or Joe Biden, that's not a small number. As long as we are competitive, as long as we are showing that there is a place for us, I'm gonna continue to fight. We want everybody to feel like they had the opportunity to vote for someone and not just against someone. And I think that's the biggest thing we hear is people are so desperate for normal. 
She's getting virtually shut out in, in every contest. How is she being competitive? <laughs> in what area? We're all asking the same question. Again, here. your definite depends on what your definition is. So you got to say she's starting to change the narrative a little bit, right? I mean, she keeps saying she's going to hang in there, Super Tuesday, look out, and all the rest. You just wonder. We know the Koch brothers, uh, that the Koch brothers network uh, bailed out on her about a week or so ago. That yeah. was, they burned 32 million some dollars. You got to wonder if behind the scenes some of the big money's starting to go away, and she's starting to get a big dose of reality that it's it's almost over. Here's another one that I think you'll recognize, Don. Turn out the lights. The party's over. <laughs> they say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. That's it. Those were the good old days of Monday Night Football. Dandy Don Meredith. That's it. There with Howard Cosell. Good job, Dandy Don. Would you say that's pretty spot on? She got a couple that she picked up. She says a couple of key endorsements over the weekend. This was uh, Senators Murkowski from Alaska, Collins from Maine, both in the Haley camp at this point. I've seen one Haley sign in my neighborhood. Yeah. No, I don't know if I've seen any anywhere else in town. There's virtually no momentum behind this woman at all. Not that so you would see in a blue dot, I suppose, but uh, still, incredible ego there is, is what you've got. Yeah. So, uh, is there another strategy here that that I'm not seeing? Is there is is she is she settling in mm-hmm. and saying now I'm running as an independent and I'm going to try to pull votes away? I mean, wh- well, that's wh- obviously why is this woman. Hanging in. The speculation is, is she going to try to get on that no-labels ticket? Right. Maybe. Is that mm-hmm. her last resort? Uh, and she also said that she was not going to offer up uh, Trump an endorsement. If you talk about an endorsement, you're talking about a loss. I don't think like that. When you're in a race, you don't think about losing. You think about continuing to go forward. Of course, he's been calling her bird brain, right? So <laughs> it's, is she going to be his VP? That's hard to see, isn't it, at this uh, point? You know, you never know. You never know. He uh, Trump is so good at uh, at the game that I can see. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Greg Abbott doesn't want it. We know that. He he mentioned uh, to Greg Abbott that uh, he was on the short list, and Greg said, appreciate it. That's real nice, but I'm sticking with Texas. I guess he had to say that. He's, uh, he's in the home state here, but... Yeah, you know, red state and Abbott's all over immigration. I mean, Trump's all over that one. That's that's not going to happen. He's, I thought that Donald Trump a couple of months came ago came out and said, "I've made my choice. I know who my running mate." He is. lobbed it out there in one of the I think was at the Fox Town Hall. He kind of lobbed it out there, and as he's wont to do, right, keep us on the edge of our seat. Yeah, maybe that person didn't said no. We come right back. We're going to uh, shift gears a little bit. You got to hear about the story if you haven't already about students uh, from Deer Creek High School in Edmond, Oklahoma, sucking and kissing on people's toes during a school fundraising event. <laughs> Coming up. What a great day to be here, Don. Now, what? Coming up here on KLBJ. Hey, thanks for being with us on the weekends with Kenny Rawmeyer on KLBJ. Special treat to not only Sir Isaac, our executive producer today. Oh, the best. Absolute best. Don Pryor. Thank you so much. Coming out of retirement for another uh, 20 An minutes or so here. An hour. <laughs> back home, back, back to under the, the links, covers. As they say. Yeah. Up in Oklahoma, Edmonds, Oklahoma, Deer Creek High School, 
Kids were sucking and kissing on people's toes. It was a school fundraising event. This is called the Wonderful Week of Fundraising. The kids are participating in games against other classes. It's raising money for a, a coffee shop that employs people with disabilities. Was amazing okay. about this, not only that this happened, number one, but the school mm. officials came out defending it, saying that, hey, they raised $152,000, they volunteer to do this, and so forth. Well, guess what? The Oklahoma State Superintendent has announced an investigation, called it disgusting. Yeah, you might want to look into this. Well, exactly how do you fin- defend someone's sucking one's toes did now the, did the parents know what was going on here did the teachers i mean and okay know what's up here and 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 the the toe sucking is to accomplish it was what th- they're uh, participating is, in somehow it's a competitive event i don't even want to know who sucks i don't want the know. longest don't want to know time let's move on uh-huh i got a story about the first wow. family of the united states here Donald, the first family of the United States, you would immediately think that's the Bidens. Well, of course. I suppose, right? No, it's the uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More st- accurate, yeah. The story is that the mom, Donna Kelsey, could land her own reality TV show and a $5 million deal to sell Mama Kelsey cookies. I don't know anything about Mama Kelsey. Maybe, is she... Uh... Is she a, 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 up in the booth with Taylor all the time, right? I haven't paid attention to Mama Kelsey. Yeah. She's, uh, the Skechers apparently interested in hiring her as an ambassador for a three-year, $3.5 million deal. <laughs> Business is good What for a Mama country, Kelsey. man. What a country. Now, uh, you and uh, the lovely <laughs> Mrs. Pryor just celebrated uh, a big anniversary not long ago, did you not? 25 years or 45, 55, something like that? No. Let's see. I'm thinking of. There she is right now. Did I get it wrong? Sister. Sorry. Sorry, lovey. Sorry. Uh, Hang on. Um, (laughs) What was your question? No, we, we, let's see, how long, we, uh, uh, we're about to celebrate 29 years yeah, coming up. Nice track of time. Congratulations yeah. on that. So here is a California software engineer who wanted to wear his Apple Virtual Reality Vision Pro goggles for the wedding. Excuse me? Yeah, the virtual reality headset. Did the bride wear one as well? She did not. Uh-huh. And the pictures, you could tell she was not pleased. I guess the compromise was he got to wear it some during the day, but not during the ceremony. She drew the line. But this dork, you should have seen the picture. Oh, he's a catch. You can only imagine, right? Yeah. He so, is a catch. Social media, of course, was having a heyday. Um, mm. And, of course, this this guy, the groom, says, I think this will be super awesome to show our kids in 20 years. Yeah, they, they'll, <laughs> they won't be embarrassed of their dad. I'm not over and under 20 years. I don't know. 20 she walking days. down the aisle wearing this? And, 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 no, uh, she drew the line what's on he the looking ceremony. At? He, uh, this His fantasy wife? Suppose, no, Jennifer Anderson. There she is in her nice white gown and that. She had the bouquet. I'm just wondering, what is he viewing through the, the virtual reality goggles? It, you know, it's digital content, so you can kind of live with your voice, your hands, your eyes and that. Yeah. The, the bride said it was a little creepy and a little uncanny. A tad. You think? A tad. 
a tad. Have you ever done it? Have you ever uh, never have? You did one. I time, did. Didn't you you said it was pretty interesting. It was fascinating. Space thing or something yes, like that. Down in Houston, it? and it, it was uh, a, 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 kind of a traveling deal here. But uh, you were on the space station. You were mm. on and in yeah. and outside of yeah. at times the space station. It was unbelievable to the point where I find found myself. It it really does mess with your mind mm. it, as far as the line between uh, 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 well, real and not. Well, and, well this and, guy's going to get married. What's he need the goggles for? Yeah, uh, mess with his mind. It's not a good right? sign. But I was literally reaching out and trying to touch people that other astronauts <laughs> that. You know, you, you kind of, uh, it does play tricks with you. but got to be careful with that. Yeah, but that's not a good sign for the marriage. If he, if he can't live, he, he, he's getting married, yet he can't live in his own reality during the wedding. Day one? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. How about the guy? You like a good Big Mac every now and then? You're a burger guy. You've got lots of I'm a of quarter pounder man. you got uh, lots of other places you'd go for a burger in town besides the McDonald's probably. Yeah, but about once a year, I'll have a, a quarter pounder, and I'm fine, but not the Big Mac. This uh, retired prison guard has set the Guinness World Record. He's now eaten 34,000 34, Big Macs. <sighs> he started back in 1972. He became the record holder oh, in '99. Yeah. yeah, I've heard he's of this eaten guy. nine burgers a day, nine Big Macs a day, and he's here. He's upright. Uh, absolutely, he, he, he can tell his story. He said he's cut back now. For uh, I think he's cut back to maybe two or three a day now. So he's gotten kind of disciplined about it. Apparently, yeah. At some point, you have to... you got to love him. He's on a health kick. How about the Kellogg CEO that came out of CNBC interview and was talking about how prices are a little higher at the grocery store these days still, even though inflation is coming Shocking. down, a lot, of your, a lot of your food prices are Stunning. still... Yeah. So he says, let them eat cornflakes for dinner. He immediately got some blowback about that. Hey. A lot of people thought that uh, he said it's trending... Apparently, some people thought that was uh, a little insensitive, maybe. And I'm saying, I lived on cereal in college. Are you kidding? Oh, I, I, I did it not too long ago, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. What was, your, was, uh, what was your brand of choice there? You used to eat grape nuts or something. I, there, I, didn't you? I'll go all, all, all over the place, but lately I've been a basic four man. Basic mm, four. Basic four. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a healthy, uh, got your wheat and barley and oats and all that, probably. And probably about a week's worth of sugar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is that. But uh, I have no problem if you want. I'll, I'll pull a Seinfeld every now and then. Have have the... Nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong with that. Nobody hurt. Spring break coming up. Did you do spring break? You were too busy studying, probably, back in the day. You didn't... I uh, did it one time. Spring breaker. One time, and it was a kind of a kind of a bit of a disaster. Where'd you go, Florida? Port Aransas. Okay, <laughs> stayed you know, closer to home. Very exotic. Yeah. yeah, I went to Daytona one year. Somebody rode their motorcycle through my hotel room, oh. and I, I, that's when I realized, you know what, I need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, spring breakers in Miami, new reality. They're uh, closing the bars. Early, 6 p.m. shutdown in a lot of the bars, $100 parking fees. Oh, my God. How are the kids going to have any fun? I feel, you know, Porter, going back to Port Aransas, South Padre, uh, you know, Corpus, whatever. What they go through 
What a mixed blessing that is. Mm-hmm. Yes, the towns make a ton of money, right. a ton of revenue. However, no, however, that, what they have to endure yeah. is just absolute insanity. No doubt. I, I wouldn't blame a city for going, nope, we're, we have we're put roadblocks around the city. You're one not of the, getting uh, in. One of the young college kids quoted in the Daily Mail, curfews aren't a problem. We get drunk as soon as we wake up. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Which may not be until early afternoon. Keep in mind, but, right? but that's what I remember about the one and only spring still, break I went to. Yeah, sleeping in a lot. There's no clock. We encourage responsible drinking as always. Let's it's go five on the record with that. Speaking of that, you remember the Budweiser, and I guess it was the Bud Light flap over Dylan Mulvaney mm-hmm. year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One point four billion dollar drop in sales for Anheuser Busch. They've released those results. Sales down to 15% after that flap for Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney. Was it worth it to the DEI executives there at Anheuser-Busch? Was it worth it? Somehow they'll try to spin it as, yes, it absolutely was. They're saying uh, that it's uh, coming back a little bit. They apparently uh, have recovered maybe uh, 1.2% of market share. It's going to be a slow recovery, I'm guessing. I, uh, a precipitous drop. I found myself with a Bud Light in my hand recently mm. somewhere. Yeah. And uh, it took me a minute to realize, uh, you know, I'd kind of forgotten about all the, the uh, hoopla and hubbub. Yeah. Were, were people uh, moving away from you or something? They didn't want to be around you? I maybe? suddenly became very self-conscious about it. Ah. I'm very self-conscious. Yeah. And put, and put it down. But uh, anyway. Let's end with a positive note. How about it? This young college basketball phenom Caitlin Clark for the Iowa Hawkeyes today goes down in NCAA basketball history she has broken Pistol Pete Maravich's record of 3,667 career points well done well done a little short of LeBron's 40,000 right didn't he just hit 40,000 she's got a ways to go I guess she is going to the uh, the women's uh, basketball League. She says one more year of eligibility, but she's right. bailing out. But think of that. I mean, Pistol Pete, keep in mind, he had that record, and there were only two pointers back in his day. Uh-huh. They didn't have three pointers yet. That, yeah, that's true. It's all makes, relative. I mean, as soon as she crosses the half court line, she's putting it up. Incredible. I'm not taking anything away from her. Outstanding no. accomplishment, and uh, good for her. Thanks for sitting in, Don. Thanks for having me, good Kenny. Good with you just, this afternoon. It was fantastic. Thanks to. Sir Isaac, executive producer. The latest in news coming up next here on KLBJ.